the world of the early 1980s in a faraway land called New Zealand. Two kids independently discovered an electric universe of light, colour and four-channel sound. This is Atari. This is Adam and Bob. This is Excelency. Good evening and welcome to XLXE. This is a podcast series about Atari 8-bit computers and other shenanigans. My name is Bob Brown and I am in Dunedin, New Zealand. And my name's Adam Simpson and I'm in Wellington, New Zealand. How are you doing tonight, Adam? I'm good. I'm a bit sad, but I'm all right. Yeah, I'm a bit sad too, but it's been good. Yeah, it has been good. This is our final, our final ever episode is happening right now. Yes. I can't actually believe we've made it here in some ways. It's been quite a journey, I think. Yeah, and because you know how you start on a thing and then you just you lose interest or you you know you do other stuff or you know, um. But this is one we've followed through and we've been keen to. But I'm I'm pleased and surprised to find us here. Yes, yes, same. Me too. Uh, speaking of finding us here, a shout out to our good followers on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us at XLXE Podcast. Um, although, if you follow us from now on, maybe there'll be a little less content than there had been previously. But that is where we will post when we do new and exciting and cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. And also, thanks, thanks heaps for following us on Twitter and letting us be part of the crew. Eh? Yeah, it's been awesome. It's been real. Um, do you know that it's been a year since we put out? It's been just over a year since we put out our first episode. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, we started trying to do them every week. And I think that lasted for two weeks. <laughs> that's right, we did too. Yeah. Uh, oh, how we were wrong. Oh, how we were wrong. But what a nice, you know, way to round it out. Yeah, to yeah. Sort of take a year and say, yep, that was that. And that was cool. Yep. Um, what are you drinking, Bob? Uh, well, Adam, I'm pleased that you have asked. Mm. So for me, I'm drinking a special beer tonight. In the same way that this is a podcast that we have made, and it took a very long time. Tonight, I'm drinking one of my own beers that I made and I lost for quite some time. Oh. I've been without any of my homebrew for oh, probably the last six months at least, I guess. And I just happened to be rummaging around in my trailer outside um, today and um, found a bottle of my... Um, well, you know, I'm not exactly sure what it is because I never labeled it or anything <laughs> like that. But, <laughs> but it's most probably a hoppy pale ale. Yeah, it's not engine oil or something. Is no, it? no. <laughs> No, a hoppy pale ale made by mine own hand. Wow, oh, that's pretty mm. cool. And how's it? What's it doing for you? Well, I haven't actually tried it yet. I thought no, I'll I'll start drinking it as we have the uh, episode go on. So I'll be imbibing that as we go. Um, the other thing, and I'll throw this on Twitter, is that it is in a glorious Atari tankard. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a glorious thing. Yeah, and I also made that myself. You made. <laughs> <laughs> did you make the, make the metal bit or did you make the amazing print that's on the I front? Did, I did the drawing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if we do come back, then uh, you'll be able to buy one from our Patreon. Well, I, I tell you what, I figured out the logo for the podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It took us a year, but finally we've nailed that, eh? Hey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, got it sorted. And it took me all of like a minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how about you, Adam? What are you drinking? I'm drinking, and I wasn't going to drink tonight, but it's our final, so I thought I should. Um, mm -hmm. I'm drinking a thing called Boss Level Ultra IPA. Oh, yes, right. Yes, that I just saw the other day, and I thought, oh, hello, I'll, I'll have a wee look at you. It's a very cool can, isn't it? It's a very cool can, but it's a printed label, which is a bit shit. Because uh -huh. the feeling of paper on a can just feels not right to your hand. I don't know if 
you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a cool-looking label. It's made by Garage Project, who are a Wellington brewery. Uh-huh. And I was showing someone at work because I bought it and you know, stuck it in the fridge at work to, before I took it home. Uh, and they said, wow, 8.5%. So um, <laughs> this is going to be a fun podcast. Yay. <laughs> Yay. I'm already enjoying it. I've only had two mouthfuls. It's really um, – it's pretty sticky, this stuff, but I'm, I'm not – I'm not going to stop. Yeah, right, right. Oh, awesome. Yes. Uh, so, the final. What should we talk about? Well, I think the thing that we should talk about, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, this has been a, a real fun project. Um, I think it would be an opportune time to kind of debrief, I guess, and kind of go over some of the things that were cool and some of the things that uh, weren't so cool and, um, uh, and and kind of stuff like that. So Yeah, that sounds really cool. And because... Like people may may not realize, but there's quite a lot of research and stuff that we put into each episode. And I was looking forward to this one. Mm. Not that I felt like I didn't need to do anything, mm-hmm. but you know, you could just sort of take your foot off the gas a little bit and relax with it, and just sort of see what your memory remembers and go from there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, so with that in mind, then what what happened? We've talked a lot about our eight bit machines, mm-hmm. you know, for eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was next for you after your Atari 130XE? Well, after my 130XE, we kind of moved on and uh, got a Atari 520STE. Yeah. I think it was when they were quite new on the scene and similar kind of deal to how the 130XE turned up, kind of turned up for Christmas and it was all very exciting. I remember my dad doing a lot of research at the time as to finding out uh, what kind of computer uh, we should try and pick up. Yeah. I remember him bringing home a brochure for the Commodore Colt, C-O-L-T. Oh. What was that? Uh, the Commodore Colt. Uh, it's a 1988 machine. It's a post-Tremiel machine. It's based on the Intel 8088. Oh, okay. So it sounds like it was kind of a step before the uh, the PC XTs. Yeah. It looks very much like a business machine. Yeah. So anyway, we didn't get one of those. Um, I think uh, we were kind of sold on the idea of, um, of, of the Atari, I guess, and with the awesome support of our local Atari shop, we kind of ended up going on to that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Can I just ask you why we're here? Mm. You, like you, you've talked about your dad, you know, being part of the purchasing decision mm. for your 130. Yeah. Well, being the guy who probably made the decision and went out and bought it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So did he do anything with these computers? Yeah, probably once we got into the STs, he was doing quite a bit of video editing work. Oh, yeah. So um, he had a couple of cameras that he would go out and do videos of various bits and pieces and then had one of those old tape-to-tape uh, kind of machines where – they would control your VCRs using remote emulators and stuff. Do you know the ones I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 And um, so he had a bit of um, fun playing around with those. And we used the Atari ST at one point for doing uh, title screens. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was basically just video overlay. Had some awful fades and wipes and star things and shitty crap. Yeah. But... Um, uh, yeah, he, he kind of got into them for doing that kind of stuff. But for the most part, both the machines were something that I ended up kind of commandeering and they kind of became mine. Okay. Yeah. Ah, and then and then where did you head off? And... Yeah. So, I mean, as we know, there were no more uh, Atari models after the ST. And so for me, that was an opportunity to kind of jump track and, and get onto the, the PC bandwagon, I guess. Yeah. And um, that tied in nicely with me going off to Polytech and, and studying, you know, proper business computers and stuff. And um, yeah, I've just kind of been into PCs ever since, really. Oh, okay. So how long do you reckon you had your STs? Uh, we would have got our ST in probably 1990, I guess. And I had it until 
1997. And that was around about the time that I ended up leaving Dunedin for my first job out of town, and I didn't take it with me. Oh, oh that's sad. Yes. I was trying to think about mine, hmm. and I think, I'm not sure how it turned over, but at some point my mum instituted this amazing regime where I got $50 a month, and that was my pocket money, and it was to teach me about budgeting. Yeah. So I guess I was like in my mid-teens. $50 a month spent on whatever I wanted. So I wanted an Atari ST. That would have been um, quite a lot back in the day too, right? Yeah, and I paid it off over two years. Yeah. Uh, and I got it from Cagney's in Mosgiel. It was a 520 ST FM. Yep. You paid it off over two years, cost $1,800. So I'm not sure if the maths quite work out or if we'd stuck a deposit on or what. Oh, uh, yeah, I see. Yeah, so she said, you know, here's $50 a month to budget your way through the month and spend it how you want. And I just <laughs> chucked all of it at a, at a computer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, and I don't quite remember what happened to my 800 Excel, but... um. I, I loved the ST, and then that was my last computer before I went off to England and kind of gave away all that stuff for a couple of years. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as far as my, my computers and where they kind of ended up, I mean, God knows where my 130XE uh, got to. I do remember back in the day being quite familiar with the insides of it, so I wonder if it actually ended up kind of dying. I know that we did have... Uh, troubles with the with the membrane keyboard a couple of times and had to get that replaced yeah and there was also another problem where the video output would uh, gradually decay over time and you'd lose all the colors and stuff and i remember we ended up getting uh, i'm not sure one of the chips replaced on the board or something like that but yeah no idea where that kind of went to but as far as my st goes i know that i had a call from my parents one day and they said do you want this atari st stuff because some guy from Auckland has indicated that he will happily take it off your hands. And I foolishly said, let him have it. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, I know. So so that would have been, the stuff there would have been the Atari 520ST. There would have been the 60 megabyte hard drive that went with it. Yeah. There would have been an Atari ST um, color monitor as well. And a crap ton of discs and a crap ton of cartridges, including some real cool cartridges that had... Uh, like debugging switches on them and stuff like that. Yeah. My favorite favorite cartridge in that space was a cartridge you could use to pause the execution of a game and then do in-memory searching for things like um, scores or inventory levels and things like that and just change them in memory. <laughs> it was pretty cool. You're a bloody cheat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that does sound good. Mm. Yeah, I was trying to think. I think maybe my mum took my Atari 800 XL in some vain hope that she might get into it, you know, in some productive way and i don't think that happened oh yeah but I, I really don't remember what happened to it i upgraded my st at some point mm -hmm. after i'd had it for two years and paid it off because someone had like a 1040 uh and they were selling and i i said yep yep i'll buy it um it was through remember there was that computer shop in the octagon yeah uh was it called the computer center or something like that uh maybe it wasn't it wasn't eclipse computers was it no 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 right in the octagon oh okay uh no i don't know i, I remember that for two reasons one is that I walked in to buy this computer off the guy like that's where we decided to meet. Yeah. And when I got there, I said, yep, I'm going to pay over two months. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I said, well, that's all I can do. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fine. And I did. Yeah. I was really used to paying 50 bucks a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I got that. But the other reason I remember that shop is that that's the shop where I first bought Civilization. Oh, uh, yeah, right. That computer shop that was in the bottom half of the Optican. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. Uh, and I remember that because I was so desperately eager for this game that sounded amazing. I think that was yeah that was on my ST, 
that I would go on every day after school. You know, and I was in Cocker Valley, which is like three k's away, so I had to get the bus into town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. Is it here yet? Is it here? Is it here for like a week? And then one day, the guy who ran the place finally said, uh, "No, it's not here. It's at the distributors. So it'll be here tomorrow." And I said, "Where's the distributors?" And he gave me some address up in the suburbs. <laughs> and I said, "Give him a call and tell him I'm on the way." And it was like knocked on someone's house, you know, on their front door. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they had the message and they sort of passed it through the doors like it was something illicit. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. I know. I yeah. was so desperate for that game, and by God, I played a lot. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and then the ST, I'm not sure. I think my, I'm pretty sure my mum took that when I went to England, and she might have been just doing me a favour. Yeah, yeah. By saying, you know, here's a few hundred bucks for this thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think after that it ended up at David Bird's house, our friend down the road. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's kind of, um, I don't know. I guess with anything that's kind of got nostalgic value now, it's really hard to see the value in that back in the day, you know. Yeah. I got um a couple of PCs that I'm looking at right now, kind of piled up in the corner that are just trash basically, but. I don't know, maybe one day someone will go, oh, those were the best thing, but can't see it right now. Are we holding on to them because we love them a little bit still, or are we holding on to them because someone will make us a millionaire one day by having them? Uh, well, for me, I'm holding on to it because I haven't got off my fat ass and done anything about it yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they have a very definite place to go. They're going to be free cycled. So somebody's already in- indicated an interest in them. I just need to wipe the drives and send them away. So. Oh, cool. What is free cycling? Uh, free cycling is uh, people ask for things, and if people have got them and they don't want them anymore, they just give them away, i.e. free. Wow. Um, and also also the other way around. So if you go, oh, I've got an old lawnmower that kind of goes, or you know, whatever it happens to be, something you don't need anymore and you just want rid of it, yep. then um, you can post a message on the free cycle mailing list, and somebody might go, oh, yes, I'll have that. I'll come and pick it up. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty good. Can you say, I, I need money? If people don't need it anymore, they might be willing to help you out with it. Yeah. Do you have any money lying around? And we're not talking ones or twos. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, We also have a a piano in our house that we got off FreeCycle. Ah. I mean, it's a pretty decent nick, but the story there was that the people who had it in their house were moving house and they couldn't afford the hassle of taking the piano with them. So they just put it on FreeCycle. Wow, that's really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a crack at that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You get heaps of pianos. Heaps of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's think back anyway. And um like we've we've sort of rediscovered a lot of the stuff, you know, doing the podcast. But what what do we miss about those days? I think for me the thing I miss the most is just having the time to noodle around with them. Yeah. I mean it feels like I just spent unlimited time you know, with no constraints, no worry about what the time was or who needed what or anything like that. You know, um, I had no no young people to look after or anything like that. So, yeah, just kind of getting in there and noodling around and trying to figure out how to do things. One thing I do remember is that I do remember spending a lot of time kind of copying concepts out of games, you know, kind of like programming things up. Yeah. Not that they were ever serious, but, you know, programming up things like the intro to – Ghostbusters too, not the not the cool sound stuff, but you know the way the text kind of dribbled out on the screen. Yeah. Or maybe doing up uh, like a high score kind of thing where it would say congratulations, you won to some kind of fictitious game, but it would give you the the entry screen where you could you know dial in your three letters A C E. Oh yeah. Or you know whatever for for the high score, and then it would show them up there on the screen and have like scrolling stars in the background. But that's that's all it would do. 
was it your three letter high score code name uh yes i think so because it was super easy just to throw in at the arcade when you when you'd won yeah you know tap enter tap enter tap kind of thing yeah yeah but yeah just you know having the i don't know kind of the innocence i guess of having all this stuff to play around with and you didn't quite know what it was but that was part of the fun yeah mm. yeah no i know what you mean i've put freedom oh yeah yeah not quite sure what i mean but i sort of know what i mean uh-huh. i just i don't remember a lot of demands on me and it might have been our situation but you know just i don't know some kids if they got to do whatever they wanted they would i don't know go and get wasted i guess but yeah yeah but no it was it was me that was how i got wasted i played on my tower in my room yeah well i'll tell you what you wouldn't be going out and getting wasted if you had a quick shot too oh now come on <laughs> well <laughs> well i certainly didn't <laughs> <laughs> no look it's fine and i'm not crying <laughs> Quick shot two. I could have bought one, you know. I could have bought one a couple. Of, I could have bought two quick shot twos a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, could have, but, didn't. I know. Didn't have the money. Nothing changes, eh? Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, just um, in the escapism, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't a kid who was in in any way any kind of popular, and I don't even recall popularity being such a big thing, really. Mm-mm. But that just probably goes to show that I wasn't in any way connected with any of it. But this was my, you know, my thing that I could just disappear off and spend kind of as much time as I wanted to on it and didn't have to try and like make friends with it or didn't have to try and care what other people might think about it. I just was really happy in my room messing about with my Atari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing games, loading, you know, like we said in one of the earlier ones, you're just loading something up and seeing what it was and trying to work out how the hell it worked. And, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Awesome yeah. times, eh? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm having beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Me too. Is that your first swig? No, nah, no. Nah, that's oh. about swig three. Oh, yeah. How's it going? Uh, it's doing all right. It's doing all right. Still alive? How's the, yes, how's the how's the 8.5 sticky? It's still, it's it's as, oh, it's as stiff as a porn star's cock. It's fucking, <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, it's a bit much, really. <laughs> oh, no, that's good. Yes. Uh, right. So, um, do you want to do you want to kick off the next bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do. Yeah. So, for for you, Adam, your Atari days, where did they kind of lead you to? Like, did you come out of that kind of era with any particular skills or interests or passions about you know working with computers going forward or anything like that? Not so much. And this is where we differ. Like, I work with computers all the time now because I do you know, video editing and motion graphics and stuff and you can't escape it. But um hmm. they're kind of functional for me. Right. I think where it led, uh, and, and it didn't start with Atari because I, I love playing games in the arcades, but I have I have a lifelong love of video games. Hmm. And it certainly, it, it didn't start it, but it certainly reinforced the idea to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I still love video games and I love playing video games alone. You know, I just sort of love, turn on the screen when I'm on my own and going going for it with mm, something. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and that probably comes from there. Like, multiplayer games still don't do it for me. Even, yep. we played Gene Rally and stuff like that a bit, and that's cool enough. But um, that's more about hanging out. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'd rather play games on my own. Yep. But then that came from, you know, I'm sure from my bedroom, you know, like 4 a.m. in the morning playing Ultima and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. How about you? Where, where, did, where did your Atari days lead you? 
Well, I mean, like I was kind of saying before about, you know, part of the fun was kind of noodling around. A lot of the stuff that I was doing was, um, it was kind of like an opportunity to explore, really. Yeah. It was like this this whole undefined world of, I don't know, it was kind of like, I don't know if I were to wax lyrical about it, it's kind of like reaching into a murky pool of something and then like feeling shapes in there and pulling them out and going, oh, is that what that is? Yeah. But, you know, I think for me, it started off a interest in making computers do what you want them to do. And I can't remember if I said back at the start of the um, series or not, but on the first day that we got our computer and we had the cords all strung across the floor and plugged into the TV and stuff, and my mum called out from the other room and she said, can you go and get the cream in from the gate? Because it was Christmas Day. Yeah. And um, someone had said that, you know, computers do what you tell them to do. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a this is an opportunity. And I typed into the computer, go and get the cream from the gate. And... <laughs> <laughs> and pressed enter and um it came up with some some weird error and i remember not being so much disappointed as kind of curious about why it couldn't do that yeah and you know there's a whole bunch of physical reasons why it can't but you know just the idea that computers and robots can do things as long as you tell them what to do and they are uh, able to do so yeah. And so that kind of really kind of stoked my fire, I guess, in terms of, you know, curiosity and, and um, you know, what is what is a computer? What's the concept of programming? What's the concept of even telling a computer how to do things? That kind of took me all the way through um, kind of my career, I guess. So, I mean, here I am in the present day where, you know, programming and computer development and stuff is, is very much a part and parcel of what I do. It's, um, you know, the thing that puts the bread on the table. Yeah. At the end of the day, so you should write a computer program to say, actually, the amazing thing is now, yeah, that you can get on like the countdown website and order bread like, through a computer. <laughs> so now you can tell your computer to put the bread on the table. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah, it yeah, will. yeah. Yeah, or it can actually go and get the cream from the gate. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. eh? Actually, isn't that a funny thing? Getting the cream from the gate because that doesn't happen anymore, does it? No, although people are trying to bring it back. Bring oh, are back. they? Yeah, yeah. Um, up here, there's um like a milk delivery service starting up. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, um, just something you said about, you know, how you were amazed that you could um, sort of interact with these things and kind of talk to them. And, and I remember I did comp sci at universities like a fellow paper, and I was shit at it. But I do remember um, that we were going through Microsoft Access, and you could make your own dialogue boxes. Oh, yeah, right. And I just could, couldn't believe, like in Windows, you could do what programs do. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty amazing for me. I mean, not amazing enough for me to pass the course, but, <laughs> but still sure, something yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's cool. Um, so, so really, in a tangible way, led on to kind of the person you are, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, actually, probably more so. It's that I was kind of always that person, but this was just the tool that happened to be the thing. You know, I mean, it could have equally been a Commodore sixty four or a TRS eighty or yeah. Hell, maybe I could have even got into um automotive mechanics and stuff like that but yeah i was wondering about um, that i wonder if engineering's a link to yeah 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 I, I definitely think there's something to be said for results without hard manual effort yeah so you know the whole idea of getting under a car and having your hands covered in grease and stuff really doesn't you know kind of turn me on at all but coaxing a bunch of silicon to do stuff is is, is really cool and in some ways they are pretty much the same kind of job yeah so yeah oh yeah cool we've come a long way in the past year, haven't we? What, you and me in our, in our relationship? <laughs> <laughs> if you kind of think back, I don't know. I feel, this is going to sound stupid, but I feel like I was younger 
<laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If we think about, you know, this podcast series of ours, and how did it start? Was I drunk? Did I ring you and say, hey, it's just thing. I, I, feel, I feel like, well, I mean, I remember my feeling was that I felt like I was very much put on the ropes because it was it was clearly an idea that you had and you were pretty keen on it. Yeah. And you're like, hey, 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 I've got this really cool idea. And I think you'd even said to me something like, I'll call you call you about it tomorrow night. I'm like, uh, okay, well, that's weird because you never have a cool idea and never call me tomorrow night about it. And so that was weird. <laughs> and so, yeah, for for me, it was, it was a thing where you kind of pitched the idea and I'm like, maybe if I just kind of keep my mouth shut, it'll blow over. But it obviously didn't. Yes. And it's been very good. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it has been good. And um, mm. Bob made um, a short podcast series years and years and years ago, and you sent me some of it. And I was really oh, impressed. Because you That's were right. shitting your pants about this, I remember. <laughs> I was, I was. You're right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and somehow you sent me that. And I was like, oh, no, you'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I think the big difference is that um, for me at the time, it was the difference between doing something for yourself yeah. and doing something with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, because a lot of the stuff that I do is very much your own work and your own time, and then you deliver it. Yeah. So it might be it might be writing an email and then finally hitting send or writing some code and finally committing it to a repository or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. So there's very little kind of interactive kind of live stuff, mm. whereas for you, that's kind of your bread and butter, right? Well, in a, in, well, it sort of is, but also it sort of isn't because I'm behind the scenes. I, I edit news uh, for the telly. So I work with a lot of people who do that stuff oh, and yeah, talk yeah. to each other on camera and all that sort of shit, and I don't. And I even produce you know, a, a podcast for TVNZ uh, here in New Zealand. So I'm, I sit there at the desk while people are doing shit in front of me. But no, not me. So um, Right, right, right. But that was the inspiration. Mm-mm. And then, of course, the technology, you know, this Zencaster thing is pretty amazing. And in fact, you can just get a headset and a microphone and the quality is pretty sweet and you can do it remotely. And in fact, it was harder for us to do it together, you know, when you've been up than do it yeah, remotely. Yeah, that's right. It was too. That was weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but what, you know, once you came around to <laughs> to the idea, what, mm. what did you want to achieve? Was there anything that, you know, that did you ever have any ideas that you wanted to sort of get through? No. And I think think the main thing for me was not to kind of research it too much ahead of time but just rem- try and recall and remember the the spirit and the feeling of how things had been in the past yeah i think to that degree i've you know had a had a really good opportunity to uh kind of go back and recall and remember and replay a lot of the things that i'd played back in the day and that's been really tremendous yeah, it's been amazing, hey? It's been really cool to go back and, and rediscover these games. And we started with a list mm. of games. You know, we just we battered them backwards and forwards and then worked them into episodes. So it's been cool to go back and really, really properly dig into those things. And, you know, when, you've, when you're full of kids and stuff, you don't often have time. You've really got to focus to do that sort of stuff, eh? Mm. So it's been nice to be able to. Yeah, yeah. I've just put... Um, and I think I've talked to you about this before, but one of the main things I wanted to achieve is that, like, Bob and I have talked bollocks for decades you know we've been buddies for a long time but i wanted to record some of that for our kids because i think one day uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. maybe yeah they will have a really nice time listening to this because it's on the internet it'll it'll just be there forever i guess yeah 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 yeah. so um i'm really happy it's kind of worked out yeah. and i feel like we've probably captured a little bit of our shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true and um you know to that end quite often there'll be times when i'm in the car with my kids and some of their friends and the call will go up 
can we listen to XLXE in the car? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah, it, it's it's already it's already um, I don't know. I think they kind of enjoy the fact that they get to hear someone who they know. Yeah. It's a bit of a novelty, you know. Yeah. But yeah, and usually I'm like, oh no, because I might drop the f bomb or something like that. But yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of cool that. Well, it's obviously not a monotonous drone. No. So. Mm. No. Oh, so have have your kids listened to it? Uh, yes, they have. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's mm. really cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm pleased about that. Um, yeah. My kids. Oh no, I have. I've had it because because I'll review an episode. You know when it goes up, you mm. sort of give it give it a listen, a couple of listens. In fact, I've listened to all of our episodes in the lead up to this episode. Oh, nice. Just to see if you know see how things were going. I did not. Well, it just goes to show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have a quick shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if you didn't spend your whole time on the quick shot, you might have listened to the podcast. <laughs> hey, how yeah, about that? that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, the other thing I put that I wanted to achieve was um, I've just put an excuse to hang out, you know, because sometimes it's hard. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life yeah. gets in the way. Uh, and even with this, I mean, you you listening have noticed that the time between episodes has increased dramatically because life has gotten in the way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some of our episodes have been like three months apart. Um, yes. Which is just because, as you say, life happens. Yeah. But so it was just, it's an excuse to hang out. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and then we, we've got a wee note, like, did we achieve the things we set out to? And I think if those are the things, then we really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think for me, I, the the biggest thing is to actually just have a go at something and, and kind of do it. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, I, I agree. And the biggest thing for me is to complete it because mm, mm. I'm really good at not finishing stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and in saying that, though, I've got to put this together before anyone hears it. So. Oh, you do. That's right. So let's see if that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did we discover? So the thing that I discovered that I was really, really surprised by is um, how many other like-minded people there are out there that are still doing you know, really cool and amazing and, and brand new things with really old Atari hardware. Yeah. So Atari turned 40 this year, I believe. They were incorporated on... June 27, 1977, if I recall correctly. From your notes? No, from my memory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my birthday's on the 28th, so uh, oh, it was, was kind of okay. cool to look that up. And Well, actually, I didn't look it up. It just came across my feed. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I could have been an Atari baby. Could have been. Wasn't. <laughs> no, you're Atari teenager, though. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you, you know, to see there's so many other people doing cool stuff like that. Like, there's people making uh, cartridges still that extend the atari and its abilities so there's a really yeah there's a cartridge that has got an ethernet port on it oh, shit. you can plug your atari into an ethernet network and i don't know do some stuff wow yeah and there's that awesome s drive max uh, project you know the little um, kind of plug-in thing that looks like a mini kind of printed case of a atari 1050 drive it's got the proper bevel on the side yeah with the little touchscreen interface so you can load your games off your sd card and stuff like that that's really cool that's really cool. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's kind of like, I think I said a couple of episodes back, when you have a very old radio and it's playing brand new songs because they're still being broadcast, it's the same kind of deal, right? Yeah. The Atari has no idea, and it doesn't need to have any idea that this is new content. It's just doing what it was designed to do. Yeah. And to see that the passion and, and enthusiasm for that to still be happening is, is there is, is fantastic. Yeah. And in a way, I mean, you probably won't move on as much as I will. Because I feel like I've just got other, you know, new new different things that I want to have a look at. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. In a way, it's just like some of those guys. 
I don't really feel like I know any of them, mm. but I, I know who they are and I know what they're about. And uh, it's been cool to sort of share their passion in it all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's one guy in particular that springs to mind, um, Steve Boswell. He is doing a lot of really cool stuff with preserving memory of um, Atari stuff. Yeah. So he's been building, uh, lately he's been working on a bunch of uh, 3D models for the old Atari peripherals. Uh, I guess with the idea that you could have them 3D printed if you really wanted to. Yeah. And that's really cool because that's the kind of work that, you know, rather than trying to find an old Atari on eBay and you refurb it and then think, wow, should I sell it or not? You know, it's kind of preserving the whole thing for forever going forward. Yeah, that's really cool. And also, um, Kevin Savitz is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's one of the Antic podcast guys, you know, and, and it feels like every week he's scanned and uploaded, you know, a manual from, from some piece of hardware or software back in the day. So um, yeah, yeah, it's invaluable, the history that he's preserving by doing that. I really appreciate the length that um, he's going to as well. There's one in particular that I heard about, which was an accounting program that required two disk drives to run. Wow. And, you know, so it was a pretty uh, high-end computer program, I guess, uh, you know, for the day. But, um, you know, they located the original media and everything and scanned the manual in and it's there and available if you ever wanted to go and grab it and use it. Wow, that's amazing, eh? Yeah. Yeah, cool. It's probably a little sadder for me because I'm actually going to move off and, and into other stuff and, and just, you know, accept this as being a cool thing that it was and, and probably mm. just quietly disappear from it. But it's been really cool to to get to know some of those guys and to know that all this carries on and also to, to hopefully feel like we've had a bit of an impact in our own way just by our own, you know, reflections on, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But the other things that I've discovered are um, that the Atari 2600 is a cool console. Mm-hmm really really super cool and uh you know i've said before i assumed it was just rubbish and it's not it's wonderful mm. which is why i've got two of them and i've been playing one tonight awesome that's really cool and i've also just um been reminded of what a profound effect that you know that atari 800 xl had on me mm. back in the day yep yeah did you were there any surprises that you've had since since we've been working on this you know the biggest one for me is how playable the games are still yeah you know, I was kind of thinking, you know, you you build up in your mind how cool a thing was when you're a kid and you kind of revisit it and you're like, really? That was really crappy. But a lot of the games are still really, really good. Yeah, you're right. Especially some of the game challenges that we've done yeah. really gave me an opportunity to get really stuck into the games because it's all about the winning. And yeah. um, <laughs> Well, maybe for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, to have that time to remember the aesthetic and everything of, of the game and you know kind of get lost in it has been really neat yeah and yeah that's been a real surprise for me yeah i should have put that in my in my you know what we, what we wanted to achieve um yeah 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 but just rediscovering these games and also because we could have rediscovered these games and they could have been rubbish mm-hmm. you know it could have been just all nostalgia and oh remember how things were great and they actually are all a bit rubbish but um no they've i think really rediscovered some amazing games some games that stand out now you know i I won't play Boulder Dash 2 again, but I'll play Getaway. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, that sort of thing. It's Yeah. In fact, someone should be remaking Getaway so that a new audience can discover it. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, amazing. Um, mm. My surprises are that I somehow, inexplicably, now have 130XE. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's that's pretty surprising, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and two yeah. 2600s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Not yeah. I'm sure yeah. how that yeah. happened. Absolutely. Yeah, and I would like an ST at some point to complete the collection, but um, we'll see how we go on that. So for you, Adam, what do you think the, the best things have been? 
Um, it's been the, well, we've just talked about this, but the rediscovery of all things Atari has been amazing to me. You know, just just wonderful going back. Um, and I'd said on an earlier one that, you know, years and years ago, I was in a junk shop in Missouri and bought some 2600 cartridges. And because of this podcast, I've got to play them because it's, you know, enthused me about this stuff and I've got these 2600s. It's been cool. But just getting to relive those times. Yeah. The personal nostalgia has been huge for me. I'm not sure about for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it has been. It has been. Same same kind of thing. Uh, you know, one of the things I've got here is the best things was that, you know, when we started out the podcast, neither you nor I had any Atari stuff. Um, and we've been looking around and, you know, you've got a couple of 2600s and I've got some bits and pieces. But for me, one of the best things was actually booting up uh, an 800XL that I got off Trade Me. Yeah. And getting that blue ready screen coming up yeah and really simple thing it means nothing to no one who's been there before yeah that's right yeah you know but that was that was super cool yeah amazing and even tonight for the first time in how long has it been more than 30 years 30 years ish mm-hmm. i'm playing with an atari joystick oh right awesome because i've just unpacked that um, 2600 that you picked up for me oh yeah nice nice and so i just playing it and it's oh it's just yep everything comes back and it's a tell you what it's a fucking good joystick you know it's really basic <laughs> yeah yeah that's and, cool and and when they die they they're awful but it's good it's it's fast and responsive and yeah so that's been awesome i also put um that interaction with guys like ron fortier mm, who mm. programmed bruce lee yep. conan and a bunch of other cool games and mark reed who programmed getaway which is one of our you know all-time favorites that's um that's invaluable to me that's wonderful that those guys are still you know involved and keen to add their insight into uh, the things that other people are talking about amazing yeah 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 you yeah, know that's cool uh one of the other things i have as a best thing is um you know when whenever i start a new project a new um i don't know i decide that i want to make a new program or you know whatever it happens to be yeah i always get stuck on the what it's going to be called and what it's going to look like and how you know, rather than rather than kind of thinking about that as a as a secondary kind of thing, which is kind of a little bit funny. It feels like it's um for me, it's if I don't have the stuff set out in the first place, it kind of hampers me kind of going forward. Yeah. Because uh, I don't have the vibe and stuff, and so I think for me, one of the best things was the way that the theme for the podcast has kind of come together. Oh yeah. You know, we contacted Steph Animal, and you know, she was more than happy to have one of her tracks available for the podcast, and then you had uh, your lovely wife Fiona had done the the voice for the podcast and then you'd remixed it and and done your uh, your Sir Mix-a-Lot thing on it yeah yeah and um, you know really twanged the flanger or whatever you do I don't know <laughs> that's exactly what I did <laughs> <laughs> excellent and um, you know the result was like holy cow now we're cooking this is really something I can get behind so that's that's been tremendous and as far as it being an anthem almost that you know kind of gets you into the vibe of you know, here we go. We're we're going to start recording. It's been a really cool thing as well. Yeah, and um, and even when like the first real spark for me was when you came up with that title, uh-huh. and we'd messed about with a bunch of different titles, and I think we'd even got to the point where we we'd come up with that, and that was like our well, if nothing better comes along, yes, yes, that'll be our one. But it's yeah, it's bang on, isn't it? It is. It is. Okay, so what's the worst thing been for you? <sighs> well, Adam. Oh no, I I don't know how to say this <laughs> but <laughs> no it's all good uh you know for me the worst thing is actually being trying to find the bloody time and sometimes the enthusiasm to actually get in and record and 
especially edit the stuff you know yeah sometimes it feels like life is kind of up against you and you don't have a chance to do these kind of things yeah so yeah i think that's probably the worst i mean you know we set the schedule very optimistically at the start that we'd try and record once a week and um you know the the worst thing was that we couldn't and it was almost like wow this isn't gonna work yeah yeah but we were still keen and once once you get there and you're sitting down and you're doing the record, you're thinking, oh, yeah, no, this is all right. Mm. And even when you actually sit down and you're editing, you know, when you're into it, you think, oh, yeah, no, we're away now. It's all sweet. Yeah, you're true. Like, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a struggle to find the time. Like, it's it's not nothing to do something like this. Yes, yes. Super glad we've done it, though. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that is the only worst thing that I, I have written down. You know, I thought about all the other bits and pieces and, you know, there's, there's actually been nothing in there that's been, you know, less than average, really. Oh, because I've got a whole list. <laughs> what is it episode one score reveal episode yeah, yeah. two score, score reveal, reveal. Yeah, yeah yeah actually i have put a list saying getting wasted by bob on just about everything oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, bob and i used to play golf not not a, uh, playing golf is is probably an overstatement of what we did totally is but we hit little balls with clubs um and we had a we we were whackers we were whackers yeah <laughs> we we had a trophy that we knocked up in the garage and it was called the ducky classic because it had a duck on it uh, and bob won that every time every time and we must have played like eight or nine times over about 10 years yeah um, and i'm really shit at golf yep super shit <laughs> bob is so shit at golf and yet i never beat him <laughs> um uh, anyway apart from that being one of my worst things it's not actually i've got not interviewing ron fortier is one of my worst things oh yeah right because i really wanted to and i i just lacked the courage to approach him and kind of the time to do it justice i, I feel like it's not it wasn't an interview i just wanted to you know just ring up a guy and ask him questions i wanted to prepare and go to the community and see if there's anything they wanted to know and yeah i just i didn't have the time and i didn't yeah didn't have the courage to commit to doing that uh. so i'm a bit sad about that but i do hope someone does you know has sits down and has a really good interview with him yeah wide ranging that we can all listen to so um go off and do it there's been a really good one in uh retro gamer magazine but of course quite short because it's you know it's like a double page spread oh uh, yeah sure, sure there's only so much you can ask but um his his influence and his insight i think is valuable so i hope someone goes and has a good chat to ron fortier and i hope he's up for it that's what i would wish anyway so i'm sad that it wasn't me that's all and then i've just got one more thing about that i still don't have a quick shot too somehow ah well maybe i could send you mine once i'm done with it <laughs> once you've broken it <laughs> once you've hung it upside down and waggled the shit out of it and it doesn't work anymore i got some more games to beat you at first so oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, let's 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 get those out of the way and then, and then i'll send it up to you yeah i won't be here eh? i'll, I'll be away that day <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that that would be nice. But um, no, apart from that, no, no real worst things. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be nice to have had a bit more time, but you know, life is what it is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Speaking of, you know, that it's not nothing. Mm. Um, doing this and it's a lot of time. Can't remember which episode. A few episodes ago, we edited together a little thing we called an um pass because we try and take out, you know, lots of the ums and the ahs and the. In fact, if I say ah 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 ah, you'll never hear that because I'll take it out. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good I, I, no I'll take that out as well that one you'd see there that'll go yeah, <laughs> people, hey, people hey. so anyway we've um, put together an unpass and uh, have a listen and see what you think uh, got alright here we go ready in three two one oh, that's nice there's no not um, oh no 
Uh, hey, um, uh, um so, so, um, hmm, yeah, um, 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 uh, it's not really me, but I like to, uh, mm, mm. um, mm. hey, um, oh, Bob, um, and, and, um, but this night I'm, but, um, yeah. um, and, um, and, um, mm. um, um, and, um, um, yeah. and, um, and, um, um, cause, cause, cause we, and, uh, um, yes, um, yeah. um, yeah. um, and um Ooh. but um 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 mm, yeah um and yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that pretty much sums up the whole season for me uh, and that, that's why it takes so long to edit an episode because we spend so long getting rid of all that shit hey you know, I like the idea that as you've been editing this episode, you've been throwing all the ums out into a, into a waste paper basket, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've just rifled around in there and stitched them all together. I know. And it's nice that they're not wasted. Yeah, true, true. My favorite in all of that was the one, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was particularly impressed by that particular um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Hey, um, so Adam, in terms of, you know, we've been talking a lot about playing old games and stuff, but, and you said, you know, earlier that uh, you are very much a game player. So what, what kind of games are you playing nowadays? Yeah. So, so kids have in, in a small measure scuppered my, you know, my game playing, but um, I do keep it up uh, and it's, um, it's important to me. It's, you know, I was thinking a few weeks ago that, I don't have any hobbies. I should get some hobbies. And they thought, oh no, I play video games. That's my hobby. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And any opportunity that I have that's actually free time, I'll come play video games. We have a thing that we struggle with, my wife and I, but we try and give each other a day off once a month or so. Oh, yeah. and, and it's a weekend day. And, and that's where you can just go. Go off to a movie or go off to do what you want, you know? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and my last one was sitting down in my little office above the garage playing Red Dead Redemption 2 all day. And it was amazing. Oh, uh, yeah, nice, nice. Oh, look at this one, coming back for some more. But I play mostly RPGs. I try and keep up, so if something's good and been reviewed really well, I'll always have a crack at it. So uh, things like No Man's Sky have been favourites, especially since I've done it up. Dead Cells on the Switch. It's available on other platforms, but I play a lot of Dead Cells, and I go through phases with it, because you'll beat a big boss, and then you'll feel like you need a rest with that game. And my current favourite is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which has actually been out for about a year. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I'm knocking through that on my PS4, and it's really making me think I want to go to Greece. You know, because, I don't know, especially living in New Zealand, you know, you hear about the Greek gods and all that sort of shit and all the old buildings, but you don't connect that you can go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you can watch the 300 movie about the Spartans and the Athenians or whoever it was. And you can go to Thermopylae or wherever the fuck it is. And you can see it. You can see where it took place. Um, and so this game has really awakened in me the idea of going to see all this amazing stuff in Greece. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I've been playing. How about you? Uh, that actually sounds really cool. You know, you mentioned Greece and it reminded me instantly of um, playing Populous 2 on the Atari ST. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me, I'm quite a sucker for uh, games like Factorio yeah. or Transport Tycoon. Any kind of game where there's a, I don't know, uh, an automation element to it would be a good way to, to describe it. Yeah. I've also spent quite a bit of time playing a game called Subsistence, which is kind of like a, a single player version of Rust, I guess. Uh, you and I have spent heaps of time playing Rust, yeah. and um, Subsistence is a very open world kind of survival type game. 
Okay. Another one that's kind of on my radar in that respect is that game called Raft. I don't know if you've seen uh, previews for that. Oh, yeah. Have you played it yet? No, no, I haven't. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for it to become cheaper than what I can afford to pay at the moment. Yeah. But also, a lot of the other kind of games I've played have been uh, fun multiplayer platformers like Starbound and Terraria. Oh, yeah. So Bob got me into both of those. And I would have put... Um, uh, easily 500 hours into each of those games wow over the years yeah yeah and then um, you know kind of thinking back even further another one of my favorites that I played for a very long time was the X3 franchise entering system red light yeah I never really got into that but I, I you know I played the precursors like Elite and all that sort of shit but I never oh yeah yeah might have been just too much of a push No Man's Sky is perfect for me because it's not too technical yeah right but you can still do amazing things yeah yeah and I think the reason that I like X3 is that it's got that kind of automation you know aspect to it as well yeah so you can micromanage and control the movement of things without actually having to go and do them which is um, oh yeah which is pretty cool so before our current incarnation as podcasters our sunday night thing bob and i we, we would play video games so we did we played starbound together and then we played rust for an awful long time and still do sometimes even though it's it's a terrible evil game oh it's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> and we spent the whole time just being killed for no reason by, by real people yeah and just trolling people eh yeah 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 um so we'll have to come up with a new game once we once we clear of podcast do you remember that time we were playing it and there was that guy who was inside a super mega base you know whatever it was and um yeah and i was outside it and didn't have anything at all of any value and i was calling out to the guy through his big gates and i was saying i need a recipe for a pork sword <laughs> yeah. and he goes he goes mate I've played this game for over 500 hours and I've never heard of a pork sword <laughs> did you show him <laughs> if he just looked yeah yeah <laughs> uh, oh dear no but we've had we've had some kind of perverse and fun times on Rust mm-hmm. what do you think if you had to make a call Ooh. about your favourite game of the past decade what would it be Ooh. if you had to say the past 20 years yeah i would have said transport tycoon deluxe oh yeah uh the past decade i would have to say hmm, probably probably x3 oh yeah yeah which probably only just sneaks into the last decade does it uh yeah probably certainly in terms of my gameplay time yeah uh certainly in the last in the last decade so yeah yeah, yeah. uh mine is and i've thought long and hard about this because I've played so many games it's hard to find a standout but in the end there is actually only one and it's The Witcher 3 oh right I think it's it's gotta be it's it's gotta be the best game of the past decade I think because it's so deep yeah it's so rich yeah wonderful so the the, the next game from CD Projekt Red is Cyberpunk 2077 and I just can't wait, eh? April next year. Yeah, that, that, that looks really good, eh? Yeah, I mean, if they bring half the stuff, and of course they'll bring twice the stuff, because that's what you do in games, hmm. that they brought to The Witcher. And I played, you know, like Oblivion and Skyrim and all that stuff, and those were great. Yeah. But they didn't they didn't get into my bones like The Witcher. Mm-mm. Amazing game. So we thought, then, going back to Ataris, just to finish on our Ataris, mm. that we would have a guess. So I would try and guess Bob's favourite Atari game from the Atari 8-bits, and Bob would try and guess mine. How does that sound? Yep, yep, that sounds good. I've got something written down already, so we'll see how that goes. Okay, and um, so do you want to go first? Do you want to guess my what you think is my favourite Atari 8-bit game? Uh, yeah, sure, I do. And um, I'm 100% confident in this, and it's got to be, hands down, Bruce Lee. Ooh. 
is a very good guess. Oh. What? <laughs> yes. Well, Sorry, continue. No, I'm not going to tell you yet, because I'll, re- oh, I'll okay. I shall reveal my own favourite game. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. But it's a very good and educated guess. All right. So for you, yes. my guess for your favourite Atari 8-bit game, mm-hmm. I've narrowed it to the ones we've talked about, because those are the games we, you know, yep. we wanted to talk about the most. I've picked Mercenary for you. see right so should we do it our overall favorite atari 8-bit game do we what just both blurt it out over the top of each other <laughs> at the same time yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay you go okay. first okay all right my favorite game and i must confess that this is my favorite game as the result of doing this podcast has to be blue max Yeah, yeah. Ah, I thought about Blue Max. Prior to doing this podcast, my favourite game was The Last Starfighter. Or Star Raiders 2. I wondered about that as well, yeah. Okay. Ah. Yeah. So why was, just just briefly, why was The Last Starfighter your previous favourite game? Uh, The reason it was my previous favourite game is that uh, for the depth of the game in terms of putting you in the pilot seat of being the person in the movie yeah and that it was you know so multifaceted you know you had the you had the strategy and you had the arcade style and you had the um, the overall um i don't know just the whole the whole genre the whole feeling i guess yeah yeah no, fair enough. and and so why after the podcast did blue max become your favorite game the main reason for it was that especially in that score challenge that we did it was probably one of the few games that i found myself lost in i can't remember how many times i played it but it would have been 30 times at least that i played that game and i found i found i really found my groove in it yeah and really appreciated it for what it was which is basically a glorified shoot 'em up but all of the uh, lights and colors and flashing and responsiveness in the game just really served to make it a really top-notch experience i thought well that's cool well, i'm pleased that doing this has changed your view and you know added to what you know and yeah yeah what you love oh that's really cool my overall favorite then is um and it was really difficult and i've oh god i've ummed and ahmed over weeks and weeks and weeks but it was about a week ago i thought nah yeah this is it and it was between bruce lee yeah and get away oh yeah right and i just couldn't <laughs> you know and then i thought fuck it i'm gonna say boulder dash 2 because that'll be really funny <laughs> but i couldn't bring, <laughs> couldn't bring myself okay, to see you by, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no fuck, it's and even now I'm, I'm not gonna let myself reconsider because man I can still not pick it between either of those for you because I know how much of a fan you are on Getaway. I know that you know it's 19 TV screens of, of map scrolling and all that kind of thing. Oh, man. Yeah, and I, I'd like to pick them both, but I can't. Yeah. And I don't want anyone to think that one is lesser. It's uh-huh. it's just it's the time of, you know, it's when you play it and it's what it brought to you and everything. But, yes, my overall favorite at the end of the day is Bruce Lee. You're right. <laughs> Oh my god, wow. I was on the edge of my seat right then, I really was. So you fucking won that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's probably because of the world that it created. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And that I that I bought into and I was there and you know, I, I mean you could see when you were up here and, and we played it. And I hadn't played it for years and years, like decades. 
Yeah, yeah. And I basically, I mean, I was sitting there and my hand was kind of doing the work. I just ripped through the whole thing and finished it. Yeah, totally. And also I won the score challenge, but only because, only probably because you didn't complete it. I'm sure if you completed it, you would. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, Bob's favorite overall game is Blue Max and mine is Bruce Lee. Well, there we go. That's a really nice way to wrap it up, I think. Yeah. So that's us. It's nine episodes over a year of our Atari memories. We really, really, really hope you've enjoyed it. And um, we've, you know, had a few encounters on social medias with a few of you, and it seems like you have, so that's been awesome. Thanks for listening. It's been it's been amazing for us to do this and actually have people listen. I think, you know, we get a couple hundred listens each episode, and that seems ridiculous and amazing to me that there's people out there who want to hear yeah, I agree. us at the bottom of the world talking about this stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's basically all bullshit at the end of the day, right? It is bullshit, and it's a, but it's our bullshit. That's what's cool about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the bullshit that we live through. It's we're not trying to tell you about the facts and the stats and all the stuff. It's just that um, this was our experience of these amazing machines. So thank you for coming along with us. Mm-hmm. We may see you again. There's every chance we possibly won't, but it's been lovely to hang out with you. And that's that. Ah, uh, see you bye. Ta-ra. Dun 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 dun